You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. All right, everybody. So tonight, we're not going to review a single movie. We're going to talk about a lot of movies. Tonight, we are going to conclude our overall review of our year-long 80s teen sex comedies. I'm excited to talk about this one. Eric, how the hell are you? I'm feeling good. I'm excited to relive everything that we have gone through, uh, that we have grown through, as many have lost their virginities, uh, some unabashedly, and some, well, well, rather shamefully. Yeah, you're right. And, 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 And unfortunately... This this series that we've done this year has give way to what I am deeming the new movie guy's curse. Do you know what the movie guy's curse is? This is for the fans, too. There's something I've realized over the years of doing movie guys, but now it's happened so much. It's not a dink anymore. It's officially a curse. This is the curse. For an example, we reviewed Porky's during this 80s teen sex series. We couldn't find Porky's. We had to rent it. On Amazon. Now, the whole fucking franchise is free on Amazon Prime. Right now. Wow. I, that's a curse? That's a curse because that's happened to me multiple times. It's like, hey, we're going to review Sonic. Uh, we had to review Sonic early this year, and I had to rent it. And like two weeks after I rented the damn thing, free on Amazon Prime. You know, it's like, oh, God. The actual curse is that every movie we've done, if you've been paying attention... Every director has been arrested after <laughs> for some horrible, horrible domestic crime. There you go. That's the way to do it. Speaking of domestic crimes, this movie uh, this movie franchise has a lot of crimes. I can't believe some of the stuff that people did that get away with it in the, in this franchise of these 18 types comedies. Um, I don't want to go to a ranking just yet, but there were some movies that I've never seen before. I have never seen Fast Times Richmond High, which I know was a shocker to you this year, that I've never seen that movie before. That just seems like kind of a, a classic that would break through a, a bit more. I'm not surprised. Like I have never seen American Virgin, which we got to, to watch, or Valley Girl. Mm. And I can say that my life is not any better or worse after seeing those movies? No, right. I, I, I just uh, do. I want to go into it. Yeah, okay. Let's go into it. Do we both say that America, the last American version, is the worst one, or 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 controversial statement is Porky's the worst out of the eighties teen sex that we've done this this year? <laughs> yeah, both we bragged on pretty hard for their horrible plot lines and just uh, uh, I guess jokes and situations that did not age well very much much like Revenge of the Nerds um, we talked about that controversial scene but that movie's just dumb and so it really doesn't kind of you know right. uh, look to be bothered at by, by that badly it does age bad but you know a lot of movies do I, I wonder I would say the last American Virgin because it is so very much like a movie that we have seen before, right? Fast Times at Richmond High. Which movie came out first? Do we know that, Jordan? Uh, I don't know right now, but I can probably we, think. Should it was we Google it real, real quick? 
Yeah, we, we definitely got to Google it because I think that Fast Times came out first. So we have to go see here because I'm curious. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. But at the same time, uh, we'll, we'll keep it rolling while I'm looking up. Because but, it, the, the characters in Last American Virgin were ones that I really did not care for at all. And we had talked about how at the end of it, uh, the simp boy main character uh, who was got all set, upset about um, doing all these extra favors, these extra simpy favors for this girl. And he expected her to like fall for him, but she didn't. And he got upset by it. It just is, it's just, yeah, but it's just silly, right? I'll actually disagree with you that I think Porky's is a little bit different. And I looked it up. They both came out fast times and last American Virgin both came out in 82. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, so we got to find out the month, but it doesn't matter. I mean, they both came out the same year. Well, uh, the other part is that Last American Version was a remake of a 1978 movie, which was considered to be good. So I'm curious to see what the good movie is, because that was like an Israel uh, Israel director, right? It was yeah, Israeli film. Israeli uh, film, and it was actually considered like great. So I'm curious. Maybe by I their actually, standards at the time in in 78, but you know, I'm sure their views are a little bit different. Maybe. Uh, no, see, okay, look, so 15-year-old uh, Jordan is going to punch 34-year-old Jordan in the face for saying that maybe Porky's is the worst just because when you put yourself in the mind frame of these movies, you're not expecting anything Oscar-worthy. You're just expecting some kids doing some pranks and trying to get laid, and Porky's was – we were rooting for the bad guy, <laughs> yeah, which was the kids, were. and that's what we established in the show that Porky's – Porky himself really wasn't a bad dude. He had a strip club on this riverboat. A bunch of kids came in there, illegal, underage. He All he did was just threw them in the lake or whatever. He just threw them in the water. That's all they did. And then that one blonde kid had to keep on going back and get his ass whooped. And uh, that movie actually was just like left a bad taste in my mouth because it's like what really bad did Porky's do? Right. I, I agree with you completely. The oddest part is that after that kid got his ass kicked every time, he would go directly to his like his friends and be like, guys, I just got my ass kicked. And, and just it's like, why? You know, like, why? If my friend kept yeah. on coming back and be like, guys, I got my ass. it's like, did you go? Jordan, did you go to that brothel again? No, I wouldn't. I mean, well, technically I went again. But yeah, that's another that's another story. And he didn't get laid again. He got more black <laughs> eyes. <laughs> but I, it just, it just, it's shocking to me. Like the only way I can think of 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 us rooting for these to these kids, these these bad kids, would be that okay. Well, they were there illegally, but Porky did them dirty by embarrassing them. So that's so they're gonna get the revenge somehow. But again, all he did was just threw these kids in the water. At the end of the movie, these kids tear down his strip club, tear down his houseboat, and beat the and, and their own town's sheriff shoots the shit out of Porky's car. Yeah, that's the other part too, is that the whole town is now engaged in this uh this <laughs> this weird criminal act. Like yeah. of of burning down a business or, or ripping it up and that's just whereas the, my only gripe I guess about American the last American version is that the kid, the main character is very almond sympathetic. Right. That's the only thing. Now, going back to our first movie uh, that we reviewed during this 80s teen uh, sex series was Valley Girl. And the reason why I picked Valley Girl was I've seen it before because after college, 
age around there for me. Uh, Kevin Smith um, was in, was in an interview, and he was saying that when his wife was in labor with uh, with Harley, his his now actress famous daughter, uh, he said that the movie that they watched on loop while she was giving birth was Valley Girl. It was one of his one of his and his wife's favorite. 80s teen movies of all time so that got me intrigued i mean anything that kevin smith is like it's i i watch this on loop i'm gonna take a listen to just to see what's all about and i don't see it i don't see how he thinks that america that valley girl is the greatest 80s teen it was it was very tame compared to some of the other ones that we've seen but it really wasn't that good it was mediocre yeah it seemed like a a half-assed California, Romeo and Juliet. Besides the stalking. It just, yeah. It, it just seemed, I don't know, like a silly one-hit wonder type of movie. Was it silly? Because, I'm, I'm serious, because I, I said that in the beginning of the show when we did that episode early this summer. I remembered it when I was like, when I was opening the show, and I was like, the one, the one way to get a girl's heart is to sleep in a sleeping bag in front of her bedroom window. Dude, <laughs> Nicolas Cage was fucking creepy, dude. He was rapey creepy. Well, yeah, I get that, but I guess I can understand that because love makes us do crazy things, and he was obviously in love with this chick, and she just kicked him to the curb with no excuse. No. Right? She was just like, nah, that's it. And he's just like, is there any reason you're going to tell me? She's like, no, nah, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, I'm just done. Bye. And he's just, you know, like, what the fuck? I would be just as clueless as he was. Um, but, you know, here we are. A time without Facebook, I guess, is just what crazy people did. I, I guess. I mean, um, I would. He back- could have made fi- fake accounts on Facebook and just stalked the shit out of her. Stalked her. Yeah, that way. Yeah. Why not, right? I mean, that's the way you should do it if you're going to be a creepy stalker. And that would now, be a very different movie, I tell you that. It, it, it probably will be better because that's, one of that's my— That's how you get uh, Mark Wahlberg in there and oh starting God, to be— Mark Wahlberg. We got to get Mark Wahlberg and, like, Leo DiCaprio back after they did Basketball Diaries and see what they can do together. Oh, that would be great. Oh, they were in Departed, right? Uh, yeah, they never had to scene together, but yeah. But one of my favorite shows in the early 2000s um, that I watch still to this day on YouTube is VH1's I Love the 80s, if you remember that. Sure. That's how – that came out in, in 2002, so I was a sophomore in high school. I was like 16, uh, 15, 16. And that's how I started to get into American pop culture, right? And I remember they did a segment on Valley Girl. I remember because I've heard of Valley Girl before I heard about the Kevin Smith thing. So I went back and Googled and I, I searched for the episode and I watched the episode on YouTube. Anybody can watch it now. And I think what made that movie so iconic and why maybe Kevin Smith really likes it is that it gave birth to that Valley Girl, Silicon Valley speak, that dialect, that gag me with the spoon and that kind of stuff. That's what made it so famous was the way that they spoke. And I get that. I get that. I don't think it's great, but I get why. You know what I mean? Well, uh, you know, if... Okay, how about this? Valley Girl was to the to 83, to the to this young 80s, to as to, like, Empire Records was to the 90s. There you go. You know, it was, it was a time capsule movie 
that caught a piece of, you know, that culture there. And we got to kind of see just this little bit of slice in in just its normalcy. Okay, yeah. I'll go with you on that one, buddy. Yeah. Uh, it just it gave us a slice of, like, Empire Records. I was actually thinking Days of Confused for that as well. I mean, that's another one, too. But what I'm saying is, you know, Empire Records is we're to the 90s, you know? So those... That right. that Gen Xer crowd, right, is really gonna really gonna like that. But I guess um, I guess uh, Days and Confused might be yeah, it's a little bit earlier, isn't that like like early early eighties or like late seventies? Seven, it was like seventy six, seventy seven, and I yeah, they had like a lot of arrows in the late seventies, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so in order this year, I'm, I'm trying to remember what we did. We did Valley Girl, and then we did Porky's, and then uh, after Porky's, what was it? Uh, was it Last American Virgin? Because then we did Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. And then after Fast Times, we did Risky Business, another movie that I'd never seen before. Yeah, and Risky then we, Business was a good one to talk about. And then we ended it with Revenge of the Nerds, if I believe that, right? It's been quite a year, Jordan. It has. Um, risky Business. Let's talk about Risky Business. Um, definitely not mediocre out of the bunch compared. I would say, okay, if I have to put risky business and fast times together i think that risky business is a better movie it's 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 better directed and it has better cinematography and and i think it has better acting i think <laughs> joey Don't pants is in it dude <laughs> i just i think that had more of like a hollywood kind of clout to it and then, mm. and then, Fast Times at Ridgemont High was like the B level. Comparing the two, not saying that 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 Fast Times was worse or or even not as good or better, but it's just the overall quality of the film. Uh. It seems like Risky Business was a better made film. Okay, I do you agree? Disagree? I do very much agree with you. I think that uh, Risky Business, well. Aside from the soundtrack, but actually they're both movies. Both both movies were pretty stellar, if I might say so. It just seems that uh, Risky Business maybe captured a little bit more of the feel that it was trying to go for. You know, kind of like this, uh, this kind of this nighttime kind of uh, spunky drama a bit. You know, whereas Fast Times at Ridgemont High was just kind of like this high school uh, kind of romp. You know, um, a repeat of, uh, of the story that we've maybe heard before, right? In, in whatever movie that was, uh, that less American Virgin was trying to be, but uh, Risky Business is because of that in its own, and it's not trying to capture a theme or, or not a theme, but a uh, an age or a time. It is its own movie. It has its right. own story, and it's not trying to be. Um, a period piece. So I, I appreciate it for, for that. And because that's why its soundtrack kind of reflects on it a bit more is because it is in itself, itself original. Whereas the other one, Fast Times at Richmond High, just seems to kind of more highlight characters rather than a story. Right. Because, I mean, my first, inter- and this is crazy, I know, and I've probably seen her in other movies before, uh, but my first actual memory introduction of jennifer jason lee i knew of the actress but my first introduction to her was the the hateful eight 
that's where I really like, like just knew her from and seeing her in the hateful eight to showing her boobs in fast times during my high night and day, completely different actress. (laughs) I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. All right. This is cool. Like I was really excited. I just can't believe how dark fast times got. It's like, it's like if like American pie, like somebody got pregnant and that same kind of story laid out like 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 Stifler got like some girl pregnant and it became like the super serious movie. I think that's what took me out of Fast Times at the end was because I was on it for the ride. I was on this roller coaster. It was so much fun. And then all of a sudden the, it just takes a sharp turn and it's yeah. like super serious. I have to get an abortion and it's like, wait a minute, what? Like, okay, I was not expecting this and I'm not – I don't know still to this day if that upsets me, if that makes me go, well, wait a minute, what the fuck? You know, like, it was it was just interesting that they went that route, which I kind of wish they didn't, to be honest with you. Yeah, well, out of a lot of the conflicts that they could have done, you know, like a lot of the issues or anything that they could have addressed, they, they choose that in... It's almost like they're putting it in this this comedy movie, um, but you know what? Actually, now that I say that, is it because of this? Are we? Is it still labeled as comedy, or is this like a comedy drama? I, Let's take a look here. I, I mean, like it, it, it might it's in that part be, be something be, else because because out of a hundred percent, ninety five percent of it is comedy. It's it just says that comedy drama just, by MDP. Standards. Is I, it, is would, it comedy drama? Okay. Well, I, with what we're talking about, that's pretty dramatic, I would say. Yeah, but that's not. But but that's not even the story. That's like out of a hundred percent. That's like five percent of it. You know, like not even a ten percent. It's just you know, hey, I'm pregnant. Let's get a smorshman. And they're like, okay, you know, I'll it's pay. It's still for a it. game changer, Jordan. I think we can agree that, like, at the well, same. Oh, he's a game changer. Yeah. You know, it, you're having a good time in the car, and somebody farts in the back. It, you know, like it's. There's gonna it, it. There's a moment there, you know, like everyone's gonna feel uncomfortable. You're right. I just. I guess that's why I don't probably know could use a better like analogy. That. I get that, but, but I'm sticking. I don't with know it if I like that movie though, buddy. Like I don't know if I if I absolutely like that or not. Because again, not to reference American Pie a thousand times, but when I watch American Pie. I just want to see the boys get laid because that's the whole point of the movie. I don't want to see Stifler get a girl pregnant and then it changes completely 180. Like that's not the movie I signed up for. I, so, the difference though is that with American Pie, it's it's they have a goal. And in order to get to that goal, we get to see playful and ridiculous antics. In this movie, it, there doesn't seem to be a clear goal because there are so many different characters with their own stories going on. Right. So their goals are separate, whereas those boys' goals in American Pie, they have the same one. It's it's almost like a contest that they're that they're doing. It's a rat race, you know what I mean? So okay, in, in this one, we're getting kind of like this anthology of different stories. Some have silly endings, some have uplifting endings, like with Spicoli, and some have weird endings. Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, I guess, is is what they're trying to enjoy it as is. Or, I mean, what the bio says here, so ups and downs. I, I'm trying to give it something, but right. I'm, I'm right there with you, Jordan. It was just weird. And and, and another movie that was weird that uh, i never seen before, 
and we were joined by Randall uh, just a few weeks ago, but we ended our series with Revenge of the Nerds. Um, I did not know that that would be classified as our teen sex comedy, but it clearly was. <laughs> I mean, like, that was clearly a teen sex comedy. Uh, that is American Pie. You know what I mean? Just... Like, I know what I'm getting as soon as I press play. Just a bunch of nerds. Only one nerd really gets late, though, right? Uh, the main no, guy. That's not true. What the, what's the Poindexter dude? He got laid, right? Oh, did he, though? I Didn't he? Didn't he get straddled on that couch or something like that? He, I, I don't know if anything got in anything. I, I, I mean, boy got lucky. Okay, so it was that was about it. And if that's his uh, peak, then so be it, Jordan. I mean, like, minus minus the obvious rape towards the end. If I knew that all I had to do was put on a Darth Vader mask for a girl to like me, I would have done that in high school. <laughs> well, like, well, they the waited until college, Jordan. So. I guess so. Like, I can't believe that is, like, that is so not uh, modern. That, I mean, like, she, that... That that whole Darth Vader masking is is not only rapey, but it's also sexist, and it's it's crazy. Like the only reason why the sorority cheerleader fell in love with him is because he has a great cock, and she didn't know it was him. And it doesn't matter if it's the nerd or not; he has a good cock. That's all she cares about is the cock. I mean, I said, you know, I said cock three times there, but anyway, I'm well. There you go. You got your quota in then, Jordan. I guess so. It's could also, but but here we have the same thing kind of in a lot of other of these college movies. Van Wilder might be considered the same thing, where her boyfriend was Terry's boyfriend was a lay, you know, a lame lay the entire time. We got to see that little sex scene of yeah. of theirs, which is pretty funny. Right. Um, and it made it seem like Van Wilder himself obviously was this uh, experienced kind of Mac that was. Um, well, but just she doing the knew damn thing. though. But she knew that she was sleeping with Van Wilder. The sorority cheerleader girl didn't know she was sleeping with the nerd because he tricked her. Sure, so, sure. I, I'm. It's. I'm putting the kind of a, maybe the, the sexitude in, into these these movies a bit more and how right. and how they're putting it. Uh, and yeah, I, I agree with you that rape thing. I don't even. God, I, I hope there because there probably was some fucking nerds in a college somewhere or a high school or some shit like that. They probably tried to stage something, you know, something gross and shit like that. But that, there we go, you know, and that's, and that's why it's, it's not good. No, it was, it was, it's weird. And I didn't know where the movie was going, especially when the nerds decided that they were going to do a panty raid, but then also videotape the girls and they do nothing with that. Really? <laughs> I mean, like, I know we reviewed it with Randall a few weeks ago, but thinking about it after the past few weeks, I'm just like, okay, they do the panty raid, and then they put security cameras to see the girls get naked, but then when they do the competition at the end, it was just the main sorority girl with her titties out at the end of the pie tray. I mean, that's it. So the rest of the was just for their own, like, spank bank. That's well, really all it was. Sure, sure. But we can also assume, if you want, Jordan, because we only get to see one python, that maybe, you know, I'm a businessman. I, I, I do business things, Jordan. So okay. if I was to have it, I would make sure that each pie 
had a different naked lady in it. I mean, that, that would be the way to do it. Keeps yeah. them coming back. Hey, you can get a different one. Come on back. You, you get a different one. Collect what them all. What do you want this time? Do you want Asian? We got it. Well, I don't keep track. They're all, you know, stacked on each other with pie. <laughs> but, you know, you know, figure it out. Hopefully you get just, lucky. It was just weird. It was just weird. And speaking of weird, this was definitely uh, a weird series to do. This was a fun series to do. Uh, some movies I've never seen before that I definitely knew. Uh, so I'm glad I got a chance to see some of these movies. Uh, I'm glad I got a chance to revisit some of these movies because I've, I've said before in our show numerous times, TNT was famous for like Shawshank. And there was another one that they always played constantly all the time that I've said on the show. But like, I remember Porky's was always on TV always hell. I didn't see the, uh, the actual real movie until college. You know, because it was edited for TV, so you didn't see all of the famous shower scene. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, I, I watched Porky's religiously. I remember even taping it. You know, like I had one of those uh, TVs with the VCR built into it, going okay. back old school style. Oh yeah, I would. That's how. That's how I would. That's how I owned movies back in the day. Was just to put a blank VCR tape in and. So, like, I watched Porky's a lot, and revisiting it now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, no, this isn't as good as I thought it was. You know, like, it was disappointing. So, speaking of disappointments, Eric, let's go back and forth here so we can end the show on this one. In your opinion, what is the worst? Really think about it. What is the worst out of the teen sex comedy series we reviewed this year? What's the worst one? Um, probably, is it really bad conversion? Don't say that. No, I was so? gonna, no, I was gonna say uh, Porky's because you know, like the more and more I think about it, I could tell you a bit more about the characters and everything that happened in a Last American Virgin. For Porky's, I really don't remember m- much of the story, other than that that kid doing that dumbass act. The movie otherwise was pretty forgettable. And I remember there being some people, but there's, you know, just like bullies and it just just seemed, um, I don't know. It was just not for me, I guess. And uh, it was of a wrong period and wrong time. It just seemed like um, a movie that was making raunchy jokes for an audience that never heard raunchy jokes before. Okay. All right. And so maybe maybe I'm desensitized. I will will admit to that. But uh, that whole bit that we we constantly complain about and we we bring up like a broken record – is something that um, needs to be, again, I can't get over it. So because of that, um, I'll have that as as Porky's as the worst. I'm actually going to say it was our very, very first one. I'm going to say Valley Girl was actually my least favorite. I'm not going to go back and revisit Last American Virgin uh, because I have no nostalgia with it. You know, I've never seen it before, so I'm not going to ever go back to it. Porky's, I will probably go back to some point in my life just because I have nostalgia with it. Valley Girl, again, I do have nostalgia with it, but I thought it was very weak. And not knowing really the character's motivations, not knowing why, because the movie never really definitely tells us why she stopped dating Nicolas Cage. She just woke up one day and said, yeah, we're not boyfriend and girlfriend anymore. And she was shitty to him. Yeah. Just absolutely shitty. And he did everything he could to get her back. And then eventually at the end, 
you know, he got her back. But that movie was just weak. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just don't see how that movie has any pop culture status. But that's 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 my pick for the worst is Valley Girl. So before we get into our top, like what is the best uh, off guard here for you, Eric? What's an honorable mention? It's it's not quite the best, but in your opinion, what's a good honorable mention? Let go. What's a good runner up as the best that we reviewed? You know, um, I'll, I would. <laughs> As much as we we've been giving this, I'll give you a surprise. I Revenge of the Nerds probably because well, aside, of the Nerds is it? okay because aside from from that scene uh, that we we talk about the the movie is a silly college movie and those are still fun and, and popular. Old school is the same way, and and just kind of other, I mean Animal House is the same way too. It's just kind of this silly fun time in college it has a really dumb scene in there but this movie did spawn a series of sequels that i hate to report were actually mildly successful and it it worked i've seen them they're just as silly as the first one and if you're down with that then have a good time it's not trying to be anything it knows it's ridiculous it really plays into the exaggerated lunchroom niches or clicks i mean uh, and and just kind of their stereotypes, and it's just what kind of movie it is. It's 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 its own thing, and 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 there you go. That's uh, I I think an honorable mention. Uh, for me, actually, this could be a surprise. For me, it's Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, just because of stuff that we discussed in this episode, it just I was I knew about Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I have seen, of course, the famous bikini pool scene. Uh, thousands of times over uh, before actually seeing the movie. Uh, that's the movie I was excited to see. And then all of a sudden it makes me, it tries to make me feel drama. And that's not at all what I wanted. Um, and I think it's a good movie. And I think it has its place in the uh, pop culture zeitgeist. I think it's uh, more of a pop culture film than Valley Girl. Uh, sure. But. Um, it's just, it, it didn't do it for me. So then with that, Eric, what is the best, uh, in your opinion, movie we reviewed out of this teen sex comedy? Um, thank goodness. I, you know, out of all of them, I might say the most memorable one was probably risky business. Why is that? Again, it was just its own movie. This, the soundtrack stuck out to me a lot. Uh, it the story, albeit again, just as ridiculous as the other ones, uh, because it's it happens pretty quick, and a lot of the um, the red herrings that are in the it's 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 plot as well. It just seemed to be, you know, just kind of forget about it. Don't ask questions. This is what happens next, type of thing. And um, we can forget about money. We can forget about time. It's just available. So aside from that, you get like this kind of cool kind of. Um, outrun kind of feel to it, you know this this kind of new age of what the '80s also was. Besides this teen kind of sex thing that we got to review in these other movies, we got to see this attitude with, with Risky Business. I liked that it was um, Tom Cruise. I think that he kind of did it well. You got to see him kind of grow into this this role a bit more, where he was kind of shy and he gets into this. You know, aviator wearing cool guy with a cool car and stuff like that, making, you know, getting in too deep and stuff like that. 
I, it was just, um, well, it was an enjoyable movie. And all the other ones just kind of seemed, um, I don't know, uh, similar to each other, I guess, if I could just say that. I know they're all supposed to be in, in the same genre of uh, teen sex comedies is what we're talking about, but we were supposed to do One's Bitten, for example. And that seemed like a very different movie as well, because it's about, uh, you know, vampires want a virgin, and they're getting another virgin in Jim Carrey, you know? And so we had this... This kind of, um, well, almost like in Babysitter, you know, the, the whole virgin thing in Babysitter 2. Right. So uh, that may have been different, but the same part, it's the main focus is just kind of getting laid, whereas Risky Business wasn't totally about getting laid. You know, that just kind of seemed to be a beginning part of the story, uh, you know, and it snowballed into something better, This this other story that we got this world that we got to see um, this, this weird kind of storytelling, but the sex wasn't the highlight. Um, even though he did prostitute everybody out, <laughs> but yeah. his, his sex, his virginity was not the highlight like it was in the other no. movies. No, I'm actually going to agree with you. Uh, my, my favorite. And I also think the best is probably risky business. I could go back and listen to a risky business review to see, well, my ultimate popcorn rain was because I may be contradicting myself. <laughs> Very famous for doing that. Yep. But uh, I do it about it. Oh, yeah. I, I just this, looking back on it, doing this retrospective episode of the movies that we reviewed with it this year. I mean, that is clearly the better well-made film. It is the best acted. Um, it has a clean story. It tells us what it needs to tell us without saying, hey, this is a comedy, but guess what? There's an abortion thing at the middle of it towards the end. Um, it, it does what it needs to do. Everything that you said, I totally agree with you. I think I think, uh, I think, think Rissy Business is definitely uh, the best out of the franchise. Um, but this will be fun for you, Eric. So we have a lot of good feedback from our fans on Twitter and also from the downloads that we've seen that you guys are listening to this episode really like this once a month uh, retrospective series format uh, to kind of change it up from the newer movies. So we're going to continue that starting next month in December. We're going to do the 90s horror retrospective series for the year 2021. Eric, you're not a big fan of those movies from what I could tell, but I'm a big fan of those movies. Are you interested to revisit some of these movies? Oh, yeah. Don't think that I'm not. I've probably seen a majority of them in theaters. There you go. So this was a time where it was hot, dude. Like, horror movies were coming back. They were coming back alive. These were like the quintessential date movies, you know, that you brought your, your girl to. Especially if a lot of these horror movies ended up being PG-13. A lot of them didn't, like Scream and such. But those right. are the ones you could always, you know, if you knew somebody worked at the movie theater, sneak in or something like that, too. But no, this was like junior high school for me, dude. Like, I was yeah. in it. Well, at least for the, the the latter 90s. The early 90s, it was, you know, I was it's horror. Well, we're not going to reveal every single movie that we're going to review because just like this year, we're going to review one movie a month. So we're looking at about 12 movies in this 90s horror uh, series. But I will review – I will reveal the first movie that we're going to start with the 90s horror starting with this uh, ironic kind of twist to it will be Wes Craven's New Nightmare and we'll be coming – uh, everybody to review that new series starting in December because that's our turn of our year. Because speaking of that, Eric, 
You can vote right now at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. You can vote right now for the annual Movie Guys Podcast Awards for the best films we reviewed this year, the worst films, Netflix worst films. It's, 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 it's awesome. And uh, the feedback so far from everybody on Twitter and the reviews have coming in from it from people uh, voting have been awesome. So uh, it's amazing some of the things that people have chosen <laughs> for some of this. But again, uh, and, and, and Eric knows this, and I don't know if anybody who's listening doesn't know this or not, but Eric and I don't vote. This is all you, the fans. So Eric and I may not agree at all with some of your decisions. That's why I kind of like this, Eric. Like it's like I'm kind of interested to see what the fans say because this is their choice. Well, you want to know who you're speaking with, of course. I want to know. Excuse me. I want to know if uh, obviously we're talking to some like-minded people. If we got some some of the same people who think like we do, but. I mean, I can understand, I guess, for the most part. If, this, I, I don't know. I'm curious. Just, I'm excited is what I'm trying to say. I'm excited as hell. I'm, and, and that episode will be coming to you guys later uh, around Christmas time. But I'm excited about it just because I, I want to see what the fans have to say. That gets me excited because I was really hoping the fans last year picked Joker as the best film. They did. Second runner-up was uh, it was It Chapter 2, which I disagreed with completely. So I was like, oh, please don't. It chapter two sucked, <laughs> so I was like, "Please don't." So, but you, you, but again, you, the fans, go to movieguyspodcast.podbean.com, click on the tab "Movie Guys Podcast Awards." You can vote now. Eric and I do not vote. You are the you are the deciding factor for those overall winners for those categories. So make sure to go to again movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. And vote as much as you want. So, uh, anyway, Eric, that's my little plug. We don't do plugs that often in the show, but uh, thanks for joining me on this one, buddy. And we'll be back next week for a Netflix release of Elena Holmes. I have no idea what that is about. I have a good idea, so I'm excited to see what I'm get myself into next week for that one. <laughs> you have no idea, but you have a good idea. Uh, well, I mean, like it's it, Elena Holmes, so it has something to do with Sherlock Holmes' daughter, uh, sister, niece. Whatever, something to do with Sherlock Holmes, I'm assuming. So I'm expecting somebody to be murdered, and she is going to Sherlock Holmes this shit uh, to find out. That's my uh, expectation going into this one. There you go. So, but anyway, thank you so much, everybody, for listening to the most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. Thank you so much. Make sure to check us out on all the social media platforms, and also again. Movie guys podcast at and we'll be back next week for Eleanor Holmes. Have a good night.